Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 176. Where we're going to talk about an amazing concept that you can actually learn things by watching. Oh, exciting. Yeah, but before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Anderson's got their glove line coming out. They've got an amazing bat, tremendous line of products. If you order any of their stuff online and use that EFP20 discount, it's going to save you an additional 20%. It's going to help support us at the same time. Speaking of supporting us, please become a patron if you can. Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. I want to say thank you to Danielle Rubin as our newest patron. We've had The good fortune in the last year of adding a bunch of patrons, so we're getting closer to breaking even, but we're not there yet. If you can help us, I mean, I I know we've talked about this a bunch. I think that's part of what's motivated, hopefully, some people that come on board and support us. But I'm not going to keep doing this forever if we keep losing money forever. So eventually, we're going to have to draw a line in the sand. So hopefully, if you see value in what we're doing, if you'd like us to be able to continue to do it moving forward, and we're talking about five, 10, or 20 bucks a month, if you're listening every week, um, and you're in a position where you can, you know, please you know, try to help support us by going to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, learn by observing, learn by watching. So Yogi Berra had an amazing line that it kind of sums this up about, I think, unfortunately, why sometimes we don't take full advantage of this. But Yogi's line was what you can observe by watching. Interesting. Yeah. No, how, much, how much you can observe by watching. That's, that's an interesting statement for yeah. sure. I think that it's exciting to do exactly what you're talking about. And whether it's watching games in between our games, you know, just sitting behind the chain link and watching people move and watching them anticipate things and uh, situations in games, especially for young players that haven't had a chance to, to be a part of, you know, all these things that happen just so often. And for coaches that, that are trying to share all those little nuances or if this, we got to do that. Those right. kind of things don't necessarily happen in our game, but if we're watching other people's games or watching a good college game, then we get a chance to see these situations that, that they're telling us of. Right. Right? So well, and I think whether it's uh, watching a team play, watching a team practice, watching a team warm up, any of those opportunities are always going to give us uh, a, a great chance to learn, to see something new, to figure out something that we can add to what it is that we want to be doing as a player, as a team. but. The one thing that I think has to happen more is from a coach's perspective, if we're going to tell our kids, hey, watch these games on TV or go and watch such and such school play. If you get a chance you know, to go and watch a college game or whatever, you should do it. We have to talk with them about the things that they should really be watching and ways that they can get the most out of it. Because unfortunately, I think like most fans, if I'm watching a game and I'm sitting in the stands, if I don't have a specific agenda in mind, all I'm going to do is watch the ball go. 
back and forth. You know, I'm going to watch the ball get pitched. I'm going to see whether it gets hit. If it doesn't get hit, it gets thrown back to the pitcher. And I just keep watching the ball. But if I'm going there from a how do I learn to become a better player perspective, if I'm a shortstop, what I really should be doing is kind of watching the ball out of the corner of my eye while I'm watching the shortstop do what she does. If I'm trying to figure out what the center fielder does, because she's a great center fielder, again, kind of one eye on the ball watching what's going on, but one eye on that center fielder to see what she's doing. If I wait until the ball gets hit to her, I'm going to miss out on an awful lot of what makes her great at what she does. And I think that's something from a coach's perspective that it's an amazing strategy to tell all of your players to watch as much softball as you possibly can. You know, to you know, take them to see games as a group if you can. But if you take your team to a, a game, don't show up right at the start of the game, stand in line to get popcorn, just kind of watch the game, and then get autographs at the end. Now, that's fun, but, you know, <laughs> let's go there with a plan. Let's make sure that, you know, the shortstop knows to watch the shortstop. The outfielders know to watch the outfielders. You as a coach, you're watching the coaches. Don't get there right at 6 o'clock for a 6 o'clock game. Figure out a way to get there at 4.30 or quarter to 5 so you can watch them warm up so you can see the pregame routine, you know, so you can see the you know, pregame batting practices. You know, a lot of the facilities that you could go watch college games at, it would not be that difficult for you to sneak a spot where you can kind of watch what they're doing in the batting cages and things like that just to get as much information, as much knowledge out of it as you possibly can. I like totally what you're saying, Tori, and it's not just a social event, right, away, right. away from our game. I'll tease with with our uh, kids that come and train, and you know they'll say they went to the football game, and we'll we'll ask you know was it a good game? You got any good players? You know who won? And they're like, I don't know. Right. I was I was there hanging out. Right. Yeah. So to your point, when we do go to these, have a have an agenda, have a plan, and if you're an outfielder, watch the outfielders. That doesn't mean don't watch what's happening in the infielder, but pay special attention to what they're doing and. I thought at the time it was really exciting for me to go and watch the teams that we were going to play against in a tournament so that I could gain insight as to who might be stealing bases, who struggles on outside pitches, you know, who really, you know, pulls every every ball they hit, they're pulling it. So it would help give us an approach on how to to work against them, but as a young athlete trying to, you know, work on their skills to to watch other kids do things, I think, um, puts us in a situation to grow as an athlete right. for sure. And we got to take advantage of it. Right. And I'm not saying you take all the fun out of it for your kids because right. we yeah. want them to have a joyous experience while they're there too. But I think we have to talk to them about that you know, this is an opportunity for them to have fun, but also gain something from the opportunity to be there. And I think that, you know, if, if they understand that um, instead of, you know, just chit-chatting and gossiping and, and kind of half-watching the game, pick and choose some spots during the course of the game where you know maybe we're going to ask some specific questions. We're going to ask them a little bit about you know, kind of studying what's going on. Let them know in advance that you know when we go back to practice on Saturday after we watch this uh, team play on Wednesday, you know I'm going to ask you to show me one thing that the player on that college team or those two teams, you know that those two shortstops did that you learned from watching them play and what you're going to add to your game from watching them. I think there's a lot of different ways that we can approach it that just remind our players of this opportunity that they have when they're watching. And one of the things that I think is happening more and more now is we kind of take it for granted because there's so many games on TV. There's so many opportunities for players to see games in person now that 
Um, sometimes we, you know, just get so caught up in the social aspect of it and you know, the having fun part of it that we're kind of missing the boat on the opportunity to become a better player because we're going to see them. No, I like what you're saying there, Tori, because, uh, again, we got to have fun. But if we can have fun and, and learn some things, that's great. Right. And as a coach, if we see things that happen or situations that happen that are unique or special or something that is, you know, possibly a, a thing that we hadn't covered in practice, point it out and say, hey, did everybody see, you know, when this situation happened in that game? Because they, they did it this way, but we would rather do it another way. Right. Or that's exactly, you know, how that should happen. And when we get into that situation, I hope that, that we've, you know, learned something from that. Right. Well, I've got a, a story about how this can all work to your advantage from a coaching perspective. When I was coaching at Tennessee Tech, we were playing down in Florida during one of the Olympic cycles. And the Olympic team was there kind of barnstorming through and they uh, were on the schedule to play three or four games against the better of the college teams that were there. So they you know, kind of added an extra game to the tournament format so Team USA could play Arizona or Michigan or whoever it was that was you know, perceived to be the, the best teams there. And our team, we you know, got tickets. We made sure that we could you know, take our entire team to watch. And we didn't explicitly tell everybody that they had homework to do or whatever. But one of the things that continually was happening is, you know, Laura Berg, who we've talked about on the Everything Fast Pitch podcast, might be the greatest outfielder, you know, one of the greatest players that's ever played. We were sitting right behind her in center field. And on every single pitch, you could hear her from where we were sitting, communicating with the left fielder and the right fielder, the shortstop and the second baseman. Because she was kind of in that position where anything that could happen, she was going to somehow be involved with those players. When she would back up a little bit, she would be constantly telling the second baseman and shortstop, "Hey, playing, I'm I'm playing deep. Playing you got to come yep. back hard if there's a, if there's a pop up. I mean, I'm I'm way back here. If it gets hit short, you go get it." Telling the left fielder, "Hey, I'm I'm shading this girl. She's a little bit late right now. I'm gonna you know shade her over here. So if she hits it in this gap, you're gonna have to get it because I'm way over." You know, on the, on the, the other, other side. side. And was nonstop to listen to players who were clearly some of the best players ever. And clearly some, of, you know, at, at that time, the best players on the planet. Doing those kinds of things made a real impression because I didn't, you know, even say anything. But I noticed almost immediately the next day we were out there playing on the exact same field, hearing my center fielder doing some of the same stuff. You had a big smile. Right, and I was yeah. just as happy as you could possibly yeah. be. And so, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, that I wasn't even smart enough at the time, you know, didn't you know, see the opportunity to say, hey, watch what these, you know, what these women are doing. These are amazing players. You could steal some ideas from them. Pretty I wasn't cool. smart enough to say that, but my players were smart enough to do it. I love it. And there were a couple other instances like that where you could see players on our college team had looked at and gone, whoa, hey, I, I, I can do some of that stuff. And it was just such an amazing, like we talk about all the time, just a light bulb moment where it's like, oh, dang, look at how much we learned from watching, you know, really great players. Now, that's an extreme example because they are so amazing that everybody who watches them should go, wow, right? Sure. But to your eight and under team or your 12 and under team or your 14 and under team, when you take them to watch college softball, every one of those players out on that field, those same kids should be going, wow. Look how good they are. Look at what they're doing. Look at how they're communicating. Look at how they're hustling. Look at how they're backing up. Look at how they're diving for balls. Whatever you know, those 
things are. Footwork for turning two. Yeah, it's just yep. uh, they're all doing stuff that we should be aspiring to and that our players can learn by observing it and watching it as long as we've helped them understand what they can be gaining from it. And we kind of put them in a position where we ask them to and kind of hold them accountable to trying to to do more than just watching the game. Just hang out. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, just you know, eating eating cotton candy and, and watching the pitcher strike somebody out. Now, obviously, if you're a pitcher or a catcher, you're going to be spending your time watching the pitchers or catchers. But the idea of you know being a center fielder, kind of you know, with one eye watching the fun stuff while your other eye is doing the work, flipping back and forth, you know, like you're flipping channels from I'm going to watch this pitch, but I'm going to then I'm going to watch what the center fielder does, and I'm going to spend three pitches in a row. I'm going to just watch the center fielder. I'm not even going to really watch the ball and start to see the stuff that they're doing. I think is a really valuable tool. No, for sure, Tori. And again, for hitters uh, to sit and watch and study pitchers. Yeah, it's hard to do when you're worried about hitting and you're worried, or you're a catcher and you're worried about catching the ball. But if you can sit behind the screen and watch pitchers and their body language, you can gain insight as to what type of spin right. they're attempting to create yeah. and or location. Yeah. If they stride in a certain direction, you know, all the balls are going to the outside. Or if their body lays down, you know, if they turn their head a certain way, they're trying to create a, a rise ball spin. Yep. They shorten their stride, trying to get on top for a drop ball. But if we can gain just that split second of insight, um, we've got a better chance to make adjustments as a hitter in that split second that we have. Right. When I think the whole moral to the story today is that there's an awful lot of information out there. And if we're missing it, we're missing out on taking the opportunity. If we're not learning what's readily available to us, that's and, just a bad. And we might a be big there. Mess. We might be there anyway. Right. It's right. it's it's a big mess. Right. And uh, sometimes when you're watching a game on TV, it is a little bit limited because you can only watch what they're showing you. But the one thing I've even noticed talked about you know my Sling TV package last year. Right. That there's still a lot of camera views that if you really think about it, you can watch a lot more than just the ball. Sure. You can you know, you can see some things and. And to your point about you know the body language of the pitchers, the way the catcher's setting up, the cooperation between pitchers and catchers, outfielder um, shading to the right, right. field side, you know, and and, yeah. and there's all kinds of stuff that's available to you in those opportunities. But we just have to start looking for the things that we really need to see instead of the stuff easily seeable, right? right? And so <laughs> behind um, the scenes, stuff. right? And because the beauty of this game to me is all that other stuff. The great pitch that a hitter swings and misses, or the amazing swing where somebody hits a double. I mean, obviously that stuff's fun. Cool. But yeah. watching the players moving, watching them communicating, watching them covering ground, watching them back up plays, watching them do the stuff that we know is so important and so valuable to whether a team's going to really be successful or not. That's mm -hmm. the beautiful thing to me. And and you have to look for it sometimes to see it. But what you start to notice is that it's really obvious when it's not there. Absolutely. Well, and you touched on something earlier, Tori, about peripheral vision. And you can gain a lot as an athlete in what's happening, not just directly where you're looking, but if you have uh, a little bit of insight as to what your peripheral vision's given you, I think that that can be a huge athletic advantage right. too. You know, if you're focused on the pitcher and, and seeing people shade and move in different directions, you know, you don't want to not pay attention to the person that's going to be pitching the ball to you. But if you can see things in your periphery, Right. And be trained that way. But you might want to do that when you're not in the heat of battle. Right. But when and start learning how to do that when you're watching a ball game. Right. Well, and that's a, a really important point. If if you're watching a game, all teams do certain things consistently. 
And all players have certain patterns that you can pick up on if you're really paying attention. And so if you watch the center fielder, she sees the sign, the sign gets flashed to her, and you see her take three giant steps to her left. And then the pitcher throws a changeup. Right. And then she moves back. And then the next pitch, she doesn't take three giant steps to her left, but it's a curveball. Right. And then she moves three giant steps to her left on the third pitch, and it's another changeup. Sooner or later, you start to notice, well, she's moving over there every time they call a changeup. So she's only telling you if you were watching. Right. But yeah. if you're not paying attention, it's yeah. like, hey, she's just kind of you know bopping around out there. Well, if you start paying attention to it, Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of this, the moral of the story today is you can learn a lot by observing. And if you observe a lot, you're going to see a lot. Right. And so we want to make sure that we do that and help our players understand the value of it so they can do a better job with it. Because the one thing I will guarantee you is that an awful lot of kids watch softball. And they're watching their friends play. They're watching games on TV. They're watching college games. Now, if we can help them Turn the social dial down just a little bit and the learning dial up just a little bit. I think we're going to get a whole lot more out of it. And you're still going to have tons of fun, Tori. Yeah, and you can still have plenty of fun. All right, so but that's going to wrap up episode number 176. As always, please make sure you support Anderson Bat and patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. You can order your Square Cuts training discs there. Take advantage of the blogs and the YouTube channel. And also make sure to order those Square Cuts training discs, $49.95 a dozen. Make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com with suggestions, questions, ideas, nominations, anything you want us to talk about, Coach Don. And I love getting the feedback because it makes it a whole lot easier for us to, to line up what we want to talk about from week to week. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.